Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your host, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm good. I'm freaking pumped. I'm ready to go. Yeah, pumped. I mean, we're, we're going a day later than usual. We really wanted to build the excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the excitement has been built, I think. Yeah, it's been built. It's been built. Also, I... Um, the excitement has really been built here because we've been on the phone for about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I've been, I've been out of a beer for about 19 minutes. Yeah, that's right. So so those of you who don't know, we've got a rule. You know, you don't open the beers until until we press record. Otherwise, you don't get those fantastic sounds. Uh, There's a lot of yelling at one another. Don't you open that beer. <laughs> don't you open that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That happens. Yeah, about uh, every week. I have uh I've overcaffeinated today. Ooh. I've overcaffeinated today. My wife has been sort of uh excited to try this Dalgona coffee thing. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. You so, texted me about it today and I did not know what you meant, but I also did not want to ask. Y- yeah, cuz you basically just don't care about anything ever anymore. Mostly that I just did not care about the Dalgona coffee thing. Because I'm sure it's yucky, and I know that if I if I learn about it, Sam will learn about it, and mm-hmm. then I'll have to try it, and it will suck. No, Sam definitely knows about it because Sam pays attention to things and uh, engages with the world around her. I don't because we're right. in, I, I realize that yes. we're in social distancing land. What's it called? It's Dalgona Coffee. So here, it's this thing. It's been uh, it, it's sort of been uh, making the social media rounds. I think that's probably the best way to say it. The, the first thing is why aren't you drinking Dalgona coffee yet? Just as I Google it, right. That's the first article. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Andrew. It's awful. It's awful. The way I made it, which is the way it's made, it's it's bad. It's bad. So you you use instant coffee, and instant coffee is by it's and yuck. large terrible. Yeah. But you use kind of a lot of it. It's this sort of heavily. Uh, it's this sort of heavily concentrated instant coffee mix. You mix uh, equal sort of volume. It's a volumetric recipe. Most of these are, but it's equal volume instant coffee, sugar, and hot water. So like two tablespoons of each. So it's it's a fuck ton of coffee in this kind of small uh, amount of of product. <coughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I was just I was about to interrupt you and say I I understand what what it is now. It's coffee with cream. Ish. Ish, right? A, a little bit different because you don't whip the cream so the coffee actually the 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 instant coffee actually acts as the surfactant. Um mm-hmm. or perhaps the sugar is the surfactant and the instant coffee is the bubble. I'm not sure. But there's you know, in fact I'm sure that's true now that I say it. Uh, mm-hmm. but there's this foaming, moussey thing that happens. And it's sweet. Obviously, it's sweet. I think if you got um, like some sort of out-of-this-world, high-quality instant coffee, it might be better. It might be better um, because it really just tasted like a spoonful of instant coffee in your face. Uh, sweet. And the, co- and the coolness, it kind of works, but at the end of the day, it was terrible. And I'm a freaking nicotine and caffeine nut like just constantly all day nicotine caffeine nicotine caffeine and um i got wired 
Like I drank this thing and 20 oh, really? minutes later, I was like, <laughs> which is pretty tough for me at this point, you know, years in the army and, you know, law school and being an attorney. Right. And just yeah, right. excessive, excessive, uh, legal drug use uh really of the stimulant variety has left me pretty uh pretty tolerant to those things i'm wondering if it's because of the concentration in that really small amount of moose to get I mean, just the picture i'm looking at that's like seven cups of coffee worth of instant coffee yeah i think maybe five or six yeah so and yeah. it's straight to the brain yeah straight to the brain so uh, your body's dissolving it so it's a longer release of the coffee you're not taking in pre-dissolved you're you, it's actually all entering through your stomach like through through like it's being dissolved there and that's where your body's <laughs> doing all the work on the on the grounds i imagine it's a prolonged release of caffeine yeah, well, I mean, it happened pretty quick, and it and it uh, and it and it felt bad, you know. It was that kind of coffee high that's not good. And any at any mm. rate, um, how's your poops? Well, there it happened pretty. I mean, pretty 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 uh, immediately. Pretty immediately, I was like, yeah, it's, it's poop time. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, interesting, interesting, and not terribly good, and also kind of. I mean, she just my wife just wanted to try it. She didn't drink hers at all. I don't think she had like more than two the two sips it took to decide she didn't like it. She was like, I'm done. And I'm like, I just whisked that thing eight hundred times, and my arm still hurts. You better drink more of that. I always feel that way about whipped cream when I make it because I don't buy whipped cream. I always I always make whipped cream. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always feel that way when any goes into the sink or the trash. I'm like, you, I, 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 the, I dripped sweat to get to this. You know, I make whipped cream in the KitchenAid. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's obviously no effort. It's way easier, but the setup is harder. And I'm a... I, I, no, I it's did, not I harder. Get, it's the same I setup. The, I have to get the bowl out. I have to put the whisk attach in. I have to put it in there. I, you have to do all of those things except connect the whisk to the machine when you make it by yourself. In the, the moment, same exact things. In the moment I'm making it, I'm like, eh, whatever. It takes three minutes. <laughs> and at the end of it, when I have blisters on my fingers and I'm sweating. should have got the KitchenAid out. I'm like, I just should have got the KitchenAid. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Every time. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. How are you, Andrew? Tired. I, it must be a full moon tonight because both my kids were maniacs today it, it maniacs. is certainly not a full moon that there's no other explanation for why they were so crazy <laughs> there was never not at any one point a 10 minute period where one or the other of them wasn't crying wasn't just insane just going freaking off the wall yeah my kids had a crazy day too man it was and, and i mean part of it's the quarantine but part of it is also the quarantine <laughs> <laughs> It were maybe a bit of a right, fever like, pitch. Yeah, the 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 old one, the almost five year old, is just tired of seeing only us because we're not fun. Mm -hmm. We're like true. old and get tired quickly. Yeah, very true. Uh, so it's it was it was a hard day, and throughout the day on you know my my weekends, Sam's working from home, so I try to respect the fact that she only gets three work days a week with another adult at the house so she can come back here and do her thing and i'm sort of 
solo parenting but with like at least a, a supporting role like in reserve it mm-hmm. just it makes for a for a very challenging day i'm i'm very much already looking forward to going back to work sure <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah I, i'm worn out and it was raining so we couldn't go outside and it was it was just a i'm alive i'm here and i'm ready to talk watches I, i'm ready to, we're talking about watches andrew we we are but, you know, before we get into the main topic, the, the, I think there's a couple of sort of uh, watch, watch, ancillary watch things I'd like to talk about. Is that, Ooh, it, is that okay? Be my guest. Okay. So the first one, uh, uh, item number one, I, I, I got a new strap today. Ooh. I got a new strap today. And it's, uh, you, you know, short of, of a custom strap. We're, we're on record, right? Get a custom strap. Just go get a custom strap. From Eric. Because they're less expensive than not custom straps, and they're better, and he's a normal, just a, a normal, a people that you can mm-hmm. buy it from. He's a people. And, and his next to free watch straps aren't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're into that, right? We're, we're into that thing. How, however, however, uh, there's some trade-offs, right? Uh, you're, you're not going to get a strap from Eric tomorrow. So so let's say you you order uh, a, a strap from Eric on Saturday. You're not gonna have it on your wrist on Monday. Even if you order off Amazon, you won't have it on Monday. It'll be Tuesday, but continue. Okay, so on Saturday, I ordered a what strap from Cascadia Strap Company out of oh, Portland. Okay, out, out of okay. Portland. So it doesn't have very far to go. Uh, but I have met Ed, one of the owners of Cascadia Strap Company. I've met him a couple times at Red Bar events, and we actually have uh, some family connections outside of that. So he's he's a, a homie, I would say. We've got a little bit of a connection. He doesn't um, know Everett, though, just to be clear. Never met me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I've been I've been chatting with Ed. We just chat about bullshit, right? We chat about a vintage tech Hoyer because uh, he's into it. I'm into it. Um, and, Who isn't? And and we're chatting on Saturday, and I'm like, hey, I I need I need one of those uh one of those steel pebble grain straps, and he's like, yeah, well, let's make it happen. So, uh, order order the steel pebble grain. He ships today. It shows up in my mailbox. Whew. Two days later, and I'm wearing it. It looks so good. I, I'm wearing it. It is really great. It's really really great. I wish you'd have got an 18 because I feel like it would look so good on the SNK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I may just need to get another one. I, I think the SNK uh, supports, at least my black SNK supports a a brown. I think you need some brown to offset that black. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I actually think I'm going to get a vintage. So... I've got an 18 millimeter. I've got an 18 millimeter um, set of watches. Not very many watches, uh, really. But my SNK and my Ed 63 are sort of the main contenders. So currently, I'm wearing that Hadley Roma, mm-hmm. um, that Hadley Roma oil. I used to have the Hirsch, that Hirsch Liberty. I'm and I lost that fucking Hirsch Liberty. Which so I was oh, back back to the point. Back you to lost the point. it. Yeah, I lost that Hirsch Liberty. Uh, so I've got that oil whatever they call it, the the Hadley Roma oil strap or whatever, which is like Hadley Roma's version of the Hirsch Liberty, uh, but it's just not as good. 
Um, but this Cascadia strap is, I would say, of the same exact caliber as a ha- as my Hirsch Liberty. It, mm. which is which is fantastic, right? Which is fantastic for for approximately the same price. Um, it is it, it is just as good. Smaller company, cooler colors, cooler sort of designs. They're they're hipper than 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 Hirsch's because Hirsch is sort of a stodgy old company. Um, it, it's it's up there in the same quality. You know, it, it sort of feels mass produced because it is. It is a mass produced strap, but it is good. A good mass produced strap. I'm looking at their website right now, and the first two products are a sage green velvet ostrich strap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And a brown suede alligator card holder. And, you know, I was I was getting a card holder the other day, and I almost asked you to buy or to make me one. Um, I bought one on the Amazon. It's whatever. I'm, I have got a brand new one sitting on my shelf that well, you could have had. But it's now, already made. But now I want the brown suede alligator. <laughs> uh, so Cascadia Strap it's Company. Fifty money though, so there's you know I'm gonna take that brand new one on the on the counter. So the other one I wanted to talk about, Giorgio Galli posted yesterday, I believe, a new Timex, a new Uh-oh. Timex. This is like a. Ooh, yeah, they did. This is a true sort of throwback military mechanical watch that Timex is going to be releasing. Um, Mechanical stainless steel MK1. It is 36 millimeters. They have a 41 too. 36 millimeters on on this one they posted yesterday, which is just freaking perfect. It's got a big crown. It's got a big crown. It's got perfect lugs. Uh, fantastic dial. It, I'm looking I mean, at a 40 the, for the S1. No, no, the MK1, the Timex on the Giorgio Galli oh. Design Lab uh, page. This is the 36 millimeter archive release. Um, it just looks incredible. It looks, I, I mean, it's sort of got that hack watch. It, it's a, it's an American hack watch is what it is. Um, and it, it is not... It does not have vintage loom, Andrew. Good. You shouldn't. It it, it <laughs> God, I want I want this watch. I'm gonna buy it. I don't know how much it'll be. I, I assume so mechanical, it I don't know what movement it's gonna have, right? That's a question. That's a question. What movement is gonna have? And and maybe somebody knows. If you know, let us know. Um, but it's probably a hand wind mechanical movement. I'm guessing. I can't imagine it's automatic. I mean, all of them are there. Well, they have a couple automatics, but most of them are straight mechanical, which is going to be how they're going to keep it affordable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it's going to be good, right? You, you know, there's some advantages to mechanical, so it'll be thinner, it's smaller. Um, I but I don't know what movement it's going to have. I would guess, I would guess that they're going to try to come in underneath Hamilton. It doesn't make any sense for them to release this at a 450 500 no. price point uh so my guess would be between 350 and 400 if they're smart um and heck yeah dude it's dope yeah it's it's dope so check it out Giorgio galley design uh design lab uh, on instagram has posted it. i don't think timex has posted it so but they but haven't the, yeah 
It's not the first time we've seen this, uh, that Giorgio Galli has sort of beaten Timex to the punch. And I assume, I assume that has to do with a, a sort of tailored approach to nerds, right? To wiss, as it were. I think that they are coming at us, right? Yeah. They're trying to get the street cred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I, they, I mean, they it's deserve at this point. Th- that's right. It's deliberate. They see what's happening. They see what's happening. That there is, you, you know, and that feeds through, right? One day, Timex is is crap, and then the next day, all these watch nerds are buying Timexes. You know, it, it's you know the MK1 and and the aluminum MK1s and the Q Timexes and. Uh, a number of these Timex releases, and some of them have been flat, like right, like American Documents, kind of a dud. Um, yeah. The the new sort of Batman automatic Q Timex, um, maybe a little eye? bit of a dud. I don't think the Golden Eye is the the Batman the Batman one. Oh, I didn't see that one. It's automatic. It's an automatic, uh, and and I, th- I think it kind of fell flat. I don't think people dig it, right? The same way, but it doesn't matter because as long as they're sort of dinging the bell and they're keeping the nerds oh, yeah, interested, it. It, it generally makes people feel it, it. It 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 feeds into the general populace, right? Uh, oh well, watch nerds like Timex. Timex is a cool brand again. Timex is is cool again. And and I think that's happening. I think Timex is really doing a good job with it too. This is a super smart release by them. I, I think. It yeah. I they're 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 hitting all the benchmarks to fill the void that Orient's about to create. <laughs> Why is Orient creating the void? Well, I mean, by the nature of Seiko stepping up, leaving a, a market segment underrepresented i think orient's gonna fill that seiko void as seiko increases they kind of increase their trajectory and then timex is gonna fill that super cool affordable kind of quirky zone hopefully timex does a better job at creating proper sized watches so that you don't love nine out of ten things about their watch yeah orient keeps fucking missing dude just with one thing just with one thing I mean, odd, odd size lugs. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. buy your odd lug size. What? I'm not fucking doing it. I don't no. want to have a, a, I don't want to have a NATO strap that only fits your fucking watch. I what? don't want to do it. I'm not 19 doing 19 and 21 are inappropriate sizes. Inappropriate. For lug width. Shame. Yeah. Ew. 18, 20, 22. Like everyone else. You're not so great. You can redesign <laughs> the lug width. Shame on you. Shame. Exactly. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, shame. Ding, ding. <laughs> That's my bell. I don't have a cowbell next to it, me. I know, I know, right? We need to, we need to get some cowbells for the show. We right, could we have. I mean, way more we've, cowbells. We've got like, uh, you, you know, I've got like some. But that's it. I don't have a cowbell. I need. We, I, can we adjust those? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can pull whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. We need cowbell. We don't need that. <laughs> we need. We need cowbell. We need uh, Tiger King. What? What's the title? What? What is? What? I, I don't, I don't know, know. Just what... any, any, just something he says, like just, one of his, just... one of his songs. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a, uh, a you know, C and D letter or something eventually. Yeah, we're not big enough. Yeah, that's true. Nobody listens to the show, honestly. Yeah, it's just our, 
not even our moms listen anymore. We get two unique listens every week, and we both just listen on repeat. We're not even in the New York Times. No, no. And <laughs> congratulations to those of you who were. What it's not to downplay this. It's a weird topic for the New York Times to address, but super yeah. cool they did. And a yeah, no, big congratulations I, I, to everyone that did get recognized. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. It's a thing that's happening right now. It's important. Uh, you, you know, obviously, uh, our friends, sort of Rick and Ricky, Cat and Catlin, Mike and Kaz, uh, and I say friends, right? A little bit of a finger quote, a half finger quote, right? They because only sort of know we exist, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, internet friend, right? It's yeah. sort of the the new new dawn Some watch of watch fam, watch fam. That's that's better. But yeah. but you know, our 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 friends. I'm gonna call them our friends. Um, just really well deserved. You know, all three of those companies, and, and there was a couple of other companies that made it on that list too. Right? That we knew would make it on a New York Times list, though. Right. Let's be real right. here. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know those guys have, are hustlers. All, 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 all three of those groups are just hustlers. Cat and Catla came out hot, well connected. They're um, producing the best content I think in, in this game, and super well deserved. Ricky and Ricky, Rick and Ricky are fucking idiots, and they say stupid shit, but they're really fun. Yeah, and they make good shit, and they hustle. They put out more content than anybody else has ever put out on a podcast. It's insane to me. They do. I think they do twelve episodes every single week. I, I don't even think I watch twelve episodes of television a week. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, man. Uh, and, and you know, sometimes, sometimes they don't talk about anything. But then I listened to today's episode, and it was. I mean, they just. Every two sentences was something new and cool. You know, this Ming watches controversy and which I'm not going to talk about because I don't care, but it was a cool and interesting. So, uh, and obviously Mike and Kaz OGs love those guys. So really well-deserved congratulations to all of them. So at 19 minutes, should we get into our topic for the day? We're at 20, we're, we're at like 23 minutes. Yeah, but we're going to cut some time out. 22 and, and well we're, we're and at 24 I, and a half minutes andrew but 22 <laughs> i'm i'm showing 26 and a half well because you started recording like 10 minutes early okay. time time is a construct you're right <laughs> two hour episode today's the day today's the day people. we're gonna joe rogan it today y'all man how does he get away with that uh we're gonna fascinating he is fascinating uh but sometimes his guests are really weird. And, and those are likeable. short episodes. Those are short episodes. I listened yeah. to a, an interview with him where he talked about that long form. He's like, yeah, people I can talk to for three hours, I interview for three hours. People I don't, hour. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. You're done. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I can only think of one time we ever interviewed someone where I was like, all right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Just one time. Just one. Um, it was the watch clicker. About... Just to be clear, just it was Will. <laughs> Will the watch clicker last time. <laughs> God, he just kept going. J.K. Love you, Will. Uh, we're Let's talking about watches. It. We are. We're, we're talking about watches. We're we're talking about vintage watches. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. We should just stop titling our episodes so people have to get through the bullshit to decide if they want to listen or not. Every episode will be called episode eighty. Surprise. Yeah. Episode 81. Surprise. Episode 82. More surprise. (laughs) (laughs) The special. (laughs) Soup du jour.
Ooh, I like that. Uh, okay, so we're talking about vintage watches. We've picked some watches. We're we going to give you the entire history of vintage watches like we do. We always start with the history, so this is going to be a fully... Uh, a, a complete unabridged history of vintage watches, mm-hmm. Andrew Go, and why vintage watches got popular. So, really, vintage yes. watches got popular uh, <laughs> at the f- the first time a watch got old and passed down as an heirloom. That was it. It was actually it was actually a, a fellow named uh, a fellow named Stuart Bigsby. Yep, and he he gave a watch to his son, Stuart Bigsby Jr. on on his deathbed. On his deathbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of Juniors. Kids love the watch, and they started um, robbing their dads. The history, the, the history, history of the vintage, vintage watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we picked watches. I don't know what your watches are, you and don't... you don't know what my watches are. I kind of like that part of this uh, whole social distancing thing. Is is there's some surprise, some buildup? I, I y'all and Ev are in the same amount of turmoil trying to hear and wade through the bullshit what mm-hmm. we've t- what we've picked out for the day to talk about mm-hmm. so so with that my first pick isn't a watch at all it's a selection of watches it's a brand if you will and i think it's a really uh useful and a really reasonable way to get into both luxury watches and vintage watches in the same way on premise this is a cheat don't accept reject carry on i'm the content director so you are you are you are the content editor you are that's my my title so with that i went my my first pick is vintage omega yeah, 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 yeah. And and the reason I'm picking vintage Omega, this is, is a I have chrono- hella cheat. This is a it's a hella cheat. Fucking hella cheat. You're the worst. But see, but but that's what I'm talking about here. Is is you're gonna dip your toes into vintage watches. And you're gonna dip your toes into luxury watches, and you're gonna vin- you're gonna dip your toes into the vintage world that people who service this watch exist. By the way, Andrew is doing the show notes this week. I'm not. Um... <laughs> My, my fingers on my nose. Uh, so that's where I'm going. My, I'm on Chrono 24. And the the most inexpensive Omega on the list that a person could wear. Because there's a couple weirdies that, that you shouldn't wear. Is 177 bucks, And it's a, it's a word I'm not going to try. It's the Demure Caliber 485. 177 money. It's a 1963 vintage watch. And the nice thing about getting into Omega is that you're going to have people, watchmakers are going to be able to to service these watches the same way they can modern Omegas. You're going to get that that wealth of knowledge. You're not going to get something obscure and weird that's the same price point. But no one can service because there's a reason that company went out of business. So my first pick is look at vintage Omegas. You can get into them for well under a thousand dollars, and you can't get into a single out of the box Omega for under fifteen hundred. Anything in particular that you're looking at? I mean, is there anything? So the Deville is what I'm like. I I almost pulled the trigger on a Deville today. Uh, <laughs> could still happen. The day is young. <laughs> um, well, it's not that young, but it's it's young enough that I could still end up buying a Deville today. Um, but you can you can buy these watches from the 50s and 60s, serviced and ready to go for 250 to 350 money. And yeah, they're a little banged up, 
but they're 70 years old so they they ought to they ought to have a little bit of character built to them they're perfect options for dress watches and i in in my opinion most vintage watches you have to treat like a dress watch anyway mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta be you gotta you gotta treat them with with some real care some real reverence and you're gonna do that anyway with a dress watch and i just i, I think that if you're looking for a dress watch why not go the vintage route and and if you're gonna do that why not go vintage luxury it, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's I think it's a great option. Uh, I, I do wish you to pick to watch because uh, that that was the rules. But you know, hey, there's three more. Okay, <laughs> three more brands, three more <laughs> giant yeah, categories more. of non watches. Yeah, I, my 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 last pick, my fifth pick is just vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do really like those Omega Devils. I I like the ones with the sort of built up flat uh, flat um, bezels. Right. Not Can I share my screen with you? Uh, no, because we're we're not on Zoom. I can't share my screen on FaceTime. I I don't know, maybe. But in any event, uh, I think it's a great. Yeah. I, I think Omega Deville, which is your first choice, is great. Yeah. yeah, but generally Omega, because Omega Vintage from the fifties and sixties is very affordable. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? I think that you don't run into the same sort of Franken concerns with Omega, although. That's a little weird because Omega has a certain amount of responsibility for that, right? They mm-hmm. they are pretty heavy-handed with servicing, is from what I understand. Um, but I, I feel like, by and large, you don't get as much of the, you know, it's not like Seiko, right? Like a, a Seiko, you, you know, vintage Seiko automatic chronograph where you've got to be super careful. I don't get the yeah. sense that you have to be quite as careful with these. So, Yeah, I wouldn't think so either just because of the nature of their production. Cool choice. So so what have you got up? So my first watch, uh, also a little bit of a cheat. Less. Oh, yeah, figures, and you're going to criticize me. That's figure, That's why you were so harsh, weren't you? Because <laughs> you were like, <laughs> yes. I cheated too. Yes. Shit. <laughs> well, so, so it's a little different. Um, it, you, you know, this is a watch that's still being made today, right? It's still being issued. It's It's a, it's a, MOD watch, the current MOD G10 watch, G10 being the reference to the paperwork you fill out historically or, or currently, okay. I don't know, of the British Ministry of Defense to get an issue watch. So there, the MOD contract is currently held by Pulsar, which is a Seiko company. Mm-hmm. And um, which is, it's weird that Pulsar holds it because Pulsar is generally not making great. Their their output isn't great, I think. They've got a couple cool things, but generally speaking, no. Well, I think they're a lower-tiered watch, and I think that's part of the reason this works. I'm pretty sure that the Cabot Watch Company, CWC, famously held that G10 contract for years and years and years, and they just got more expensive than the MOD was willing to uh, uh, continue to purchase. The, the, The rate at which they were able to issue them was lower because they were spending more money on them. And they probably got expensive because they were getting this fat contract from the Ministry of Defense and could invest money into R&D so they could make better watches and sell more expensive watches. And then suddenly that contract went away. And so it goes. And so it goes. Yeah. Um, and so I've been looking for a period of time for a British issue or, or a, a real sort of legit British military watch. And I've been talking to Dan, uh, Dancy, Timely Moments about this for a while and i 
um, have looked at some of these sort of non MOD contract watches. I've looked at, uh, you know, obviously Bremont is priced out for me, but Sangin Instruments mm-hmm. is closer. They sell out mm-hmm. super quick. Um, and, and, and just a few other watches that new vertex, um, the new vertex watches, which are, which are fantastic, but also kind of pricey. I have looked at the CWCs because they're legit and they have bona fides. Um, the Royal Navy diver, very cool, but, um, kind of a bigger watch than I think I wanted for this purpose and, and, and more complicated, right? It's a dive watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the CWC G10 Really neat watch, and I was pretty close. 18 millimeter lugs, and for whatever reason, that bugged me. I wanted a watch with 20 millimeter lugs, so I... On a 38 millimeter case, though? 30, uh, 37, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I did. 18's appropriate at that width. I, I think so, but I still wanted 20. I still wanted Because you got on them all the 20 millimeter straps. Yes, <laughs> Yes, and I like the aesthetics of it, right? I like the aesthetics yeah. of a small sort of field watch with kind of a big with a big strap. So it um, makes this it makes the dial seem smaller. Got a smoking deal on one of these. Do have it incoming. The reason yeah. I included it today is because you buy these like a vintage watch. You don't buy them from Joma Shop. Mm-hmm. You buy them on eBay, right? There's the civilian ones, and then there's the issue ones. Well, you want a fucking issue one, right? And, right, and so, you want one that that homie got from work that, and is selling. That's right, and they all have like year codes on them. So the one I have incoming is from thirteen, but you can find it from like two thousand four, and you can just tell. You can look at the back and see what country it went to. Ninety nine means it went to England. Uh, you can see what year the last two numbers of the year code. Um, so Where did yours go to? It, it's a ninety nine thirteen. Okay, yeah. So so English uh, country code or UK country code and uh 2013 issue date so or or at least production date right right neat so probably got issued like six weeks ago because like i don't need this fucking thing <laughs> right <laughs> right well and it, it is new old stock i mean or or very close to new old stock if, if it it whoever had it did not wear it very often it's got basically no scars so um, because wearing a sunto y- yes that's right yeah. or, or a g-shock yeah. <laughs> uh yeah Pretty cool, pretty cool, and I like know, it. I dig that pick. You can pick these things up for a song, right? Um, hundred and forty-five uh, for one in pretty good condition. Hundred and forty-five dollars um, for one that's been banged up a little bit. Hundred and hundred and forty-five pounds uh, or so for one that's that's in really really good shape. And obviously, there's some shipping involved because they're not here by and large, but. Um, if you're, if you're not here as well, that might be different. I, you know, I worked with some Gurkhas, uh, who are, um, British army. And I was fascinated by the fact that they were a a good many of them were wearing G10s. They're into it, man. Yeah. They were, they were weird dudes generally too. Those are guys that wear like reptiles to weddings and stuff. Well, the Gurkhas are all like Nepalese contract. So, like, I, I didn't fully understand it, but they're all from Nepal, barring their NCOs and officers. They pay their way to go to the UK, pay their way through the academy, and then become soldiers in these Gurkha regiments. They were all cool as shit. With cool watches. Yeah, well, a lot of them were wearing G10s. One of my one of the guys that got me into watches. In fact, I, the guy who got me into watches was a Nepalese uh, fellow, and 
Huge watch collector. Great cook. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Make All good my food. favorite things. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So we should get on to the next one. Next watch. Next watch. Go. Okay. So I cheated again. <laughs> Not really. Um, my next watch is the Seiko 5 6309-5120. And this is a ooh i forget the year 60s and 70s issue watch with a do you need the reference again f5120 6309 yeah. yeah i got it did yep. you say it's an issued watch well it was issue and like it was it was produced not not a military issue issue watch. yeah no no not yeah. a military issue watch 60s and 70s with i think it's just such a perfect retro feel watch this isn't like a this is a watch that was produced in a time where it was trying to be super modern yeah and and and, or maybe even postmodern in its era and it gives it this really funky uh square but not square like square with or rectangular with rounded edge dial Mm -hmm. really really soft rectangle or yeah soft long rectangle case with a hidden hidden crown mm-hmm. sort of integrated lugs but not or hooded lugs but not really yeah not 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 hooded it it it, it is so cool this this is a watch that i have come very close to purchasing on several occasions reason number 1 for me is that i have found probably th- 50 of these watches for under $200 with Arabic date wheels. Yeah, this and one's this 105 watch... bucks. So the one I'm looking at, 105 bucks. And the... it says it's got an Edda 2879. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that's actually accurate because the 6309 is a really well-known <laughs> Seiko movement. Right. Um, <laughs> it's the 6309 and the 6306, right? Right. The, those cousins <laughs> that were just workhorses during this period. At a twenty-eight seventy-nine, and maybe they replaced it. I don't know. I'm gonna look at the movement here. <laughs> no, it looks like a. It, you know, that looks like a sixty-three zero nine. I don't know. This is coming. This is being sold probably from the Middle East because it's got an Arabic date wheel. Uh, super cool bracelet on these things. You. I think this is an important piece of Seiko history, and this is a really affordable way to get into a watch that you know is going to continue to be reliable and have that part of this. Um, it, it's it's got a really modern fashion cue to it. Square watches are kind of coming back. This sort of reminds me of of the Brew watch. That's exactly shape. that's exactly what um, I thought when you pu- when I pulled this thing up. Really soft curves to a square watch uh and i and i can't say that john at at brew drew design cues from this watch but it this is i think the era he was pulling watches from uh when he was designing his very vintage inspired collection and this is vintage without looking vintage Mm -hmm. this looks like a modern watch do you, do you call it's this not. a TV dial? Is that is that I what you call this? I think it would have to be. It looks like a boob tube. Right. <laughs> you said boob. I said tube. A- and boob. 
Um, but there, there's dozens of variations of this. The one that we both have up is a black dial, no numerals. I've seen it with numerals. I've seen green dials. I've seen blue dials. I've seen gold dials. You're going to get them in all variations of of conditions. But this is just from the pictures looks pretty good condition for a buck oh five, which is incidentally what freedom costs. And it's got an Arabic date wheel. I've seen a lot with I've seen kanji date wheels and Arabic date wheels and then and then English date wheels on these. Um a really cool option to dip your toes into reliable vintage watches. Really cool choice. What's the size on this guy? Uh size is a thirty eight. Thirty eight and it's kind of a square. Oh excuse me, a thirty six. Thirty six. So it's okay. gonna wear every bit of thirty six, but it's it's gonna be perfectly sized. Twenty millimeter lugs on it. And it's is, square, right? So it's a thirty-six is a little bit misleading. It's gonna be, yeah, it's so gonna it's, be bigger than that. Yeah, it'll feel closer, like to like a thirty-eight. I love the fucking bracelet on this thing. Oh, it's it is gotta be so jangly and money. Yeah, I'm into it, dude. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, did you? Is this the one you ordered? I almost did. Okay, <laughs> this is cool. This is this really is, cool. I've I've hovered over the the buy now button. All right. Several times. Are you ready? Are you ready? Also, it's not rare. the The listing says rare. It's not rare. It's not <laughs> There's, I've I've found a bunch of these on OfferUp. Like these are everywhere, and they're all affordable. Are you ready to have your mind blown, Andrew? Try me. I want you to get your Google fingers ready. Or, or Google fingers. I, I think the best way to do this is go to eBay.com. 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 And I want you to search. I don't think you've ever heard of this, and I've I never heard of this. I don't think you've ever heard of this. I want you to. Oh, that's not what I'm search. I want you to type zodiac, 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 astro, digit. I have. I looked at this today. Yep. Holy fudge! The 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 are are you looking thinking the uh, the LCD? Yes. Or the so okay. the LCD yeah. digital chronograph, the Zodiac LCD digital chronograph. Now these things vary in price based on condition, operability, um, etc., etc. But generally speaking, I'm seeing these things sell from anywhere to anywhere from about three fifty to. 650 750 so are we looking at the one with a full like kind of the same tv screen lcd screen or are we looking at the one that's almost like the uh computron i'm less inclined i'm less inclined to to like the computron one um so so there's not actually any really good ones on 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 ebay right this moment at this email uh but why don't you google it now uh, yeah, so I'm I'm looking at the Zodiac Astro Digit. I need a there because there's a there's a lot of iterations of it. So if you go to image search, if you go to image search, there is one that looks a little bit like a Casio, a little bit like a Casio. It's got sort of a silver um, dial with a cutout with like a window in the cutout. I found one on eCrater for forty bucks. Uh, so look at the chronograph. Look at the chronograph. It doesn't have a black dial. Instead, it's got a instead it's got a silver dial with sort of a clear cutout. Show like me F ninety one W. 
point to it. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Sort of F ninety one W or whatever that I can't remember A one fifty eight whatever the one fifty eight A whatever that. So it feels like that, but it's a Zodiac. It's a Zodiac, and it's got a yeah. super crisp display. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it's, this before. This, so the caliber it says it's the ESA nine four two seven one one, and the only reason I'm saying that is because this the the Astro digit has had like a shitload of iterations and it doesn't seem to be of one trajectory it seems it's gone every which way and the astro digit has like analogs mm-hmm. in in the midst of it but this is cool right i like it uh and, and so i actually don't know anything about these watches nothing <laughs> i i almost didn't include it because i was like i'm not going to be able to learn about these watches today but then I was like, this is kind of what we do, right? And it would be fun to just sort of discover a watch together a little bit. Um, it's Zodiac, so it's Swiss, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's a known quantity. A known quantity, exactly. I'm freaking into these things, man. It's funny we both looked at an Astro Digit today. Like, how much more hipster am I than you? You've got a $13 Casio. I've got a... a $700 Swiss digital that does the exact same thing, probably a little bit less well. And, and you have a mustache. <laughs> and you drink your coffee in moose form. <laughs> you, I mean, you're all the hipster. Now all, I, now all you need is a top knot. This is like hipster level 11. Yeah. I'm going to have this a is top like, knot soon. It's coming, dude. This is like hipster level that hipsters can't even afford to do. Your artisanal butcher can't afford this watch where do you buy this watch ebay i want it yeah that's right there's got to be like less than a thousand of them less so i have in circulation i have a reference no i don't have a reference but what i do have is a name so it's the zodiac astro digit lcd chronograph with the esa nine four two seven one one movement i already read that we gotta hurry drink another beer we don't have to hurry we take as much time as we want andrew next oh, yeah. next We're watch Joe go. It today okay you ready for this no i'll pause for effect we have the 1970s vintage obviously it's from 1970s <laughs> citizen chronograph bullhead this this I th- I know this octagon. watch. I know this watch. This is the watch that uh, Brad Pitt w- wore in the uh, in in the the Leo movie. The the what the what what's its name? Uh, uh, Hollywood. Oh, I didn't watch it. Holly, ho- what's the name of that movie? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. So this is a bullhead chronograph. For those of you unfamiliar, a bullhead chronograph has your pushers and crown in the 11, 12, 1 position as opposed to the 3, 6, or 3, 5, 4 position. No, 1, 3, 4 position. There we go. Just whatever numbers you want to say, you say your numbers, boo. Instead just... of 3, 6, 9, whatever. We're just saying numbers. Uh, so we we've got a bullhead chronograph, the octagon, and this is an 
oct. It's called the octagon because it has an octagonal case. Yeah. Bullhead chronograph movement. It's got a the chronograph itself is nothing special. The dial looks every bit of modern citizen, mm-hmm. which is it's interesting that in in what fifty years, citizen hasn't changed. Their design language has moved their, yeah, zero. Their, their DNA is exactly the same. the uh, The six o'clock sub dial is your day date, which is cool as shit. And it's laid out vertically, right? Yeah, it is super cool. Uh, so you've got a three and nine o'clock chronograph function. The one I have pulled up is a white dial. It's got an internal tachometer. And I I just love this watch. I I this is this is a watch that if it it, it, it again looks so modern. Mm-hmm. If if Citizen were were to release this today, it wouldn't look out of place. You can find these for about three hundred money. I I have this one pulled up uh, for two hundred ninety nine money, and it's it's super cool. An- another option to dip your toes into vintage world and and know you're gonna be able to have a very serviceable, very functional watch. So, uh, what's the movement in these? You know, it's it's hard to find stuff like that on the eBay. This one says a 23J automatic caliber 8110A. So an aut- an automatic movement in any event. Yeah, yeah. G- I mean, a Japanese bucks, auto. Uh, 300 bucks for a Japanese automatic chronograph. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty phenomenal. And this is in really good condition. It's got vertical brushing on the uh on the case, hooded lugs. I bet that bracelets got to be something else yeah super super sort of flat jangly bracelet Mm -hmm. these are cool you know i I do see a little bit of a spread in terms of prices on these so uh, anywhere from three to nine i think was the i think nine was the highest i saw yeah which is i mean anywhere in there super reasonable yeah and brad pitt did wear these did brad pitt wore this one he wore the 8110 well i'm gonna buy it and oh. then I'm going to market it as Brad Pitt wore this one in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Brad Pitt watch. I think his was gold. I'm pretty sure his uh, was uh, plated gold in the movie. That tracks. Yeah. Well, in any event, they're freaking cool. They're freaking cool watches. Uh, and maybe sort of a little bit of a uh, um, a hidden gem. I think so. I, I don't I th- know if I love a bullhead layout, but... I. I don't know that I do either, but think of the of how much easier it is to manipulate a bullhead than a traditional chronograph. Sure. In the way of like your wrist action twist. So for for me, it's especially it it's feels pretty convenient because I can just reach over and like my normal claw grip actuate my chronograph. But for you all, you have to like wrench your right wrist around. What do you mean, you to, people? I mean exactly what you what it sounds like. All y'all righties, you have to you know wrench your, your around and and actuate your chronograph, or or wrench it the other way and use it. You use your thumb. Do you actuate your chronograph with your thumb or your forefinger? Mm, forefinger. 
so no, you... that's so I I do the start stop with my with my pointer finger. I do uh reset with my thumb. Oh. Interesting. Super. Everybody's going to be fascinated by that fact. Question of the week. Hit us up with your answers. Everett, what's your next watch? Go. Next watch. Okay. So this is a late entry uh, because Uh-oh. I was kind of struggling to find something interesting enough. And, uh, you, you know, Instagram, what a glorious place. I have you be just for the record. Well, what do you mean? Well, my next watch. Oh, I, but we only have three watches. So you're done. No, I have a brand and three watches. <laughs> Uh, so my next watch is the Universal Genève. Okay. Universal Genève. Uh, the rail router. Now, the rail router, there's a couple of different iterations. There's a couple of different iterations. But these were watches designed for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian Railroad. Um, the Canadian Pacific Railroad, or CPR, and the Canadian National Railroad, or CNR. Um, they have, you know, exacting standards or mechanical watches, uh, and, and they had to sort of come to a certain standard. So these come in a few different iterations, but by Are they the chronometers, no, well, so yes, but, but generally no. So they come in, so, so 35, <laughs> this is a 35 and a half millimeter by like either 44 or 45. So a pretty compact watch, not a, uh, not a, um naturally modern sized watch in any of them so a smaller sort of more traditionally sized watch um but they have a couple of different movements so they've got a 1205 movement most of them have this 1205 movement which is sort of this high-end movement i don't know a ton about it's mechanical hacking um hacking movement um also some of these come with a 65 movement maybe a little less special and i'm not sure why but someone could tell us i'm sure you could just read about them um, but generally speaking, they're called the, the RR1205. Now the ones designed for the Canadian Pacific Railroad or CPR or CP have a 12 at the top because CP standards said you had to have a 12 at the top. The ones designed for the Canadian National Railroad, CN, oftentimes have a zero at the top mm. and it looks really cool. It looks I really like cool. That. So I really like the Bulova Accutrons designed for the same purpose. Same, same application, same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh and they're pretty ubiquitous, right? But I mm-hmm. found these anywhere from five hundred to a thousand in in pretty good shape. Now, you asked about a chronometer. They exist. Yeah. They exist, but they are very expensive. Yeah. They are very, very expensive. I, I mean, probably probably 2500 base model for one in not great shape so if you're Ouch. yeah that's right so they get i mean the prices are really uh a lot more if you want the chronometer and, and maybe you do and and that's not a problem either but for 600 bucks you can get into a non-chronometer uh which for me practically speaking i mean we're talking about the j on the seiko you, you know i i don't fucking care right yeah no. um you, you know it's special because it's it is that thing as opposed to because of anything it does not not a judgment not a judgment to whatever you want to do and i'd love to have a chronometer but for me at 600 bucks i'm probably not gonna i'm not gonna get the chronometer i'm gonna get one of these standard 1205s 
There's also the Unisonics, which came later, and they're, I think they're 52-0. I don't know uh, anything about those, but sort of the same line. But Universal Geneve Canadian Railroad watches called the Rail Router. And they're sort of pole, pole router cases, I think, which um yeah. pretty cool. Andrew. Andrew. My, are you I'm there? Listening. Are I'm, I'm listening. And I'm ready. For, for my last watch sorry i i found a watch during my google search for that watch and it's a longine dual time oh, also yeah. made for the railroad right i was looking up how much that costed i haven't found a cost yet but i'm sure it's prohibitive so there are there are universal geneves the same sort of railroad rail router um format that have all that two, that will cover two time zones also very expensive hard to find but fuck if you can find one of those how cool you should buy it because then you can sell it for more. Yes, buy it. Buy it. So my last up, and buy I think it. is, I think is probably the coolest watch of the day. Dorado, Golden Horse. All right, maybe. Hold on. Yeah. No search. I'm searching. Dorado Golden Horse automatic. Uh, obviously not a new one. No, not a new one. Okay. A. Automatic dress watch coming in at 18 millimeter lugs and a 34 and a half millimeter case. Bro, these are awesome. These are money. This, I think, is the perfect dress watch. 34 and a half case. Super clean dial with just a splash of color in the date wheel. I love that fucking red date wheel. Or the, not the date wheel. The numerals on the date wheel are red. You've got the red, like the kind of burgundy Rado logo. A weird, not horse, kind of phoenixy looking golden horse logo at the 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. This thing is terrific. The lugs on it are perfect. The The proportion between the case size and the lugs is great. It, I, I found this watch today for the first time and said I, I must have one. I found them in, ranging in price from like three and a quarter to like $500. Different colorways. You've got a gold case with gold hands. You've got uh, silver on silver. There's a... Uh, a blue on sil so a blue dial for a hundred and fifty money right now on the Amazon or on the on the eBay. The case looks a little banged up, but this thing is so good. Applied indices, great domed uh, domed crystal. I don't know if it's sapphire. It sort of seems a little bit to me like um like a Seamaster uh, thirty. Yeah. Uh, married a uh, OP and had a baby. Yeah, and the, so the this posting showing it's from the sixties. I I didn't find not because I didn't look, but I didn't find the the era that these were produced. But these are money. So good, <laughs> such a great size for a dress watch. Perfect design for a dress watch really modern aesthetics somehow from a 1960s watch 
And it's, it's coming from a company that we all know. It's coming from Rado. Who doesn't want to have a Rado? I want a Rado. Yeah, and you can have one for three and a quarter. Cool, man. Really cool. That's why I say I thought I won with this one. You may have won. I still think the Zodiac Astro Digit pretty cool. The, the Zodiac's pretty money. I, I still think that's pretty cool. So I do want to do something here because we reached out to you guys. We reached out oh, to you guys, yeah. as we sometimes do, as we're wont to do, um, and, and sort of put it to the crowd. And you guys you guys responded, man. I, I don't know how we do this anymore, right? So I'm just, I, I've taken some of these, and I'm just going to burn them off, okay? Are you ready? Do me. So it tells the time, says Omega Seamaster or King Seiko. Both great great choices. We've talked about them both on the show. Yeah. So I think we were kind of trying to do something fun. Um, at Chef underscore Lizzie Framova says, Hi, 40 and 20. Random. Hi. But you might really like healthy food. <laughs> we love healthy food. We never talk about it because no one enjoys healthy food. She spammed us. All right, Chef Lizzie Framova. You know what, Lizzie? Eat it. Eat all your kale and <laughs> willy ribs. Food. Yeah. Uh, Darren Tiffany says, anything, UG. Oh. The Watch Dad says, Omega Seamaster DeVille. Yeah, but everyone knows that. You you literally said Omega Seamaster DeVille. <laughs> I know, but everyone knows that. That's just the one I picked out. I just said Vintage Omega. My man Geekster says Bulova Accutron tuning fork yep. movement. Hell yes. Yep. We've talked about these on the show. We've uh, got a whole episode attributed to that. I never know how to say this name, but EIK0PH, I think Akoff, maybe. Hmm. Uh, King Seiko, of course. Yeah. Brodinky, my man, says CWC, CWC G10 and W10. We kind of talked about that a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Brad Hall says, like your feed. Thanks, man. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Aggressive timing habits. This is how he does. So, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he says King Seiko 44 9990. Then he says Omega Constellation. Screw the pie pan. Go with the 712 movement. Then mm-hmm. he says Black or Blue Dial Seiko Poke. Then he says Seiko Belmatic. And then he says, actually, all, all manner of vintage alarm watches. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Matt Raft says, don't have any experience with them, but the CWC G10 field watches are pretty cool and they're on sale and that's true right uh you can always find sales on these stuff i I went with the pulsar g10 personally right you know put your money Mm -hmm. where your mouth is um but i think cwc is a great choice too orion says literally anything if you travel back in time five years five years ago two hundred dollar pole routers and five hundred dollar tutors so not practical advice but an yeah. interesting, <laughs> an interesting. You know, we, we love Nick, and that's totally true, right? Five Can years. Can you ago, imagine those fucking assholes buying? I know tutors at MSRP, and are now sitting on five thousand dollar watches. Zane Cook says Grunk Precision. Ooh. Um, Brew, uh, our man John Fair at Brew says Bulova and Mido. Yeah. 
I Cortman, good dude, one of our favorites, says Hamilton T101 in solid 14 karat gold. I don't know what those go for, but that is a dope watch. And if you can find one of those for, I don't know, anything under, well, I don't, I don't even know. If you can find one of those for a reasonable price, get it. You, you'll never, you'll never regret it. Alias.stevedan says King Seiko. Yes, yes. Although I'm sort of inclined. Um, I'm sort of inclined to say that the Grand Seiko, uh, or, or the Grand Seikos of that era are a little bit more special. I'm also all on board with King Seiko. Uh, Philip Ben Davis, some Seiko 6139, 6106, 6119. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky, 6117. So, uh, obviously couldn't get to all of these, um, because there's too many, but that's, that's kind of where we, uh, that's kind of where we stopped collecting information. Thank you guys for for responding. That I think that sort of rounds out what we do here, right? We don't talk about those in detail, but you know, two or three minutes to just jam on some watches, uh, pretty fun. That's a good lineup. They did better than us. Eh. The T one hundred and one might win the night. <laughs> How much are they? Are you, are you finding one? I'm not finding one in solid fourteen carat, which means they are expensive. Let's see. We'll have to see if we can find one. Um, have to see if we can find one. Okay, Andrew. Andrew. Ever. Other thing. Other thing. Go. We started watching a new Netflix show. Shocking, I know. It's called Kim's Convenience. So good. It is terrific. It is such a feel-good comedy. The only issue I take with it is I can't decide it if it's racist or if I'm racist. Both, certainly both. I and I'm 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 ex I'm willing to accept that that's the that's the outcome. So it is a Canadian sitcom from CBC. It came out in 2016, and it is the story of a Korean family who owns a convenience store in Toronto. For everyone who says Toronto, you're wrong. My wife says Toronto with a real hard second T. It's Toronto. They're in Toronto. They own a convenience store. They live above it. They have adult children. And it is a sitcom around this the family drama of immigrant parents first-generation Canadian children and the business that is their convenience store that they own and operate. And it is hysterical. Hysterical. Totally it's, funny. I've, I've watched episodes alone and laughed out loud alone. And that's, that's the sign of, of good humor is when yeah. you can laugh by yourself. It is family friendly for like kids over like even I, it's family ish friendly. I would watch it with my 10 year old or North. There's the segment with the, like the, the, the butt poke, right? Where the, the friend gets mad because his friend pokes him in the butt. And he didn't fighting, poke him and in so the he butt. He checked him. his oil. <laughs> and then the boss is like, that sounds intriguing and terrible and don't do it. Yeah. But see, I think that joke would be missed by the 10 year old crowd. The yes, checking perhaps. of the oil would be fully understood by the 10-year-old crowd. <laughs> it's fair. Fair. So yeah. I think they do a really good job balancing the 
uh, the adult humor with the family humor. Sure. It's generally pretty clean. It's it just it shows the the struggle of this family who's first generation born in Canada versus their their immigrant parents and it I I love this show. It's terrific. Lovely choice. Yeah. I support it. Check it out on the Netflix, y'all. On the Flix. Yeah. I got a TV episodes. I got a TV show too. I think we've talked about this TV show a number of times. Oh, we have. Like this maybe like I think this is like the 17th mention on on 40 and 20. Only topped by Game of Thrones. Perhaps. Perhaps. So uh season three of Westworld just wrapped. I watched the last episode last night. Um the 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 season three season finale premiered last night. I wish Westworld had really lived up to the hype of being the show to replace Game of Thrones. I mean, that's sort of an unfair it's just unfair, right? They're different. They're different, but it it didn't replace Game of Thrones in the way of viewership, in the way of the way it drew everyone in. It wasn't the great equalizer the way Game of Thrones was. Everyone likes Game of Thrones. I've talked to transients who like Game of Thrones. I don't even know how they watch it. <laughs> like literally transients who, yes, who like Game of Thrones. literal people yeah. who don't have electricity. They sleep in tents. Yeah. Yeah, you you know, so it, it's maybe doesn't have the mass appeal, and uh, and and I would be lying to if I said it was as good. It's not. I don't, I don't think it's, it's it's as good. Uh, but it's a totally different thing. So I think really it's unfair to compare them. It is totally engrossing, totally intriguing. The writing on it is very good. Um, they play hide the ball a little bit too much for me. I, mm-hmm. I wish I wish that the story was given to you a little bit more straightforward. Uh, and, and I think for a lot of people, my wife included, this third season was frustrating for for a number of reasons. One, it is a extreme departure from the setting of season one and, and then season two even, right? Season mm-hmm. one is sort of enclosed in the park. Season two, you sort of more in this uh the headquarters at the park right mm-hmm. well season three you're in the world you're not at the park except for you know maybe less than uh 20 or 30 minutes the whole you, yeah the first episode it, it, you're not is... in the park the first episode yeah you are they're showing oh. the they're showing the aftermath of season two sure and sure. that's really it in the way of that's right. In That's right. And then you're in, and then you're in the world, right? You're you're yeah. in the real world, uh, and quote unquote real world. Uh, but so I, I think it was different in a number of ways. The character development takes a hard left. Uh, so so what you know about these characters changes. It, it's a, it's a moving target. And that's purposeful, right? But they're developing on the souls. They're developing on these brains, which is which is interesting. Which is interesting. Um I did not love this season. And in fact, we were watching it, and my wife said, you know, this season's been kind of disappointing. And I said, yeah, it has. That's like 10 minutes left. 
10 minutes left in the season finale. <laughs> it's been a two-year buildup, though. I mean, that's the problem, is that Ten minutes later, is not putting out content at the pace to keep you interested. Well, I mean, it just takes too long to produce something like this. I mean, they're producing something at a, a completely epic level. It's unreasonable to think they could do this every year. Then they don't need to do it at the epic level that they're doing it at. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's what makes it good, man. And no. Anyway, so 10 minutes later, after saying to my wife, yeah, a little disappointing, I was like, I fucking loved it, man. So nothing happens in that last 10 minutes that is crazy, but they they pulled it together emotionally, uh, logically, uh, it, it, with with just a touch of intrigue. They didn't hide all the balls, but they, they hit enough to make me like excited to want to know now oh gosh now what we're having and there's one scene in particular where there's this time passage so bernard who's one of the bernard slash arnold who's one of the the sort of everybody's favorite character i think yeah kind of goes into the computer goes into the computer kind of passes out and comes back the next time we see him it's a long time later a long time later the next time you see him and it's like what happened? And it it hooked me. So um, I'm into it. They they grabbed me back to the extent that they even lost me a little bit. I'm going to watch it. I love it. I love what happens. I love the dynamics. Uh, fantastic. They re- they did a really good job wrapping it up. If you're if you're watching it thinking this isn't going anywhere, I don't know where they're going. It they don't answer all the questions, but it's not like lost, right? It's not you're not just sort of flopping in a puddle trying to figure out where your pants are. Uh, It's it's less it's less dis dis distant than that. Um, But there's this there's that same sort of level of what the (laughs) yeah. I watched another show very similar to Lost, and I remember the name of it. It was just a single season. We might have even talked about it. Oh, Island. I hyphen land. It was it was like a lost wannabe, and they created a lot of questions with no intention of answering them. <laughs> That's the game plan for Lost, truly. Yeah, that, they, you've read the interviews with the writers. They're like, oh, yeah, we just threw shit in to see if people would bite on it. We had no intention of answering that question. <laughs> the polar bear, the smoke, yeah. the smoke, yeah. the, the cloud oh, monster. Jesus. I, and, you know, I watched all of Lost. I watched yeah. it after it was over. Yeah. And I watched it and could not, like, couldn't stop. Because they 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 were genius in the way that they grabbed my like my inherent curiosity, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stop. And then when it was over, I was like, "Well, I'm still curious." You, you know, uh, Lost was a moment in time, right? It was a moment in time we were figuring out what television should be, uh, and and I think his history will judge Lost for for its incoherent, intangible plot. Uh, but it was fun. You you can't take that away from it. it no, it, no, no, no. I loved it, was, it. It was fun. Every moment was fun. You know, but sort of in the same way that True Blood was fun, right? It's like, oh. uh, you, you know, like but where True are we Blood, going? You even hate while you're watching it. That's true. And, and it's the still weirder fun. it gets, you're like, man, this is getting weird. But and and so I've never watched. Uh, I watched about half of season one in normal life. I watched the entirety of the series while I was deployed and. The, the the things you'll watch when you're deployed are are you'll watch whatever's available just anything to pass time andrew do uh, you have anything else that you have to talk about today because they're gonna get mad at us dude i'm just gonna say true blood is is worth watching but you're not gonna enjoy it <laughs> after season one 
we've come full circle you'll love the theme song though i love the theme song it's a good one it's yeah. a good one we do need uh, to wrap this thing up though so thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20 check us out on instagram at 40 and 20 check us out on patreon.com slash 40 and 20 if you want to support the show honestly guys we love the support you give us on on patreon it really does help it really is incredible it helps us to offset um our, our just monthly fees we've got it costs money to do this thing and you guys who contribute on patreon help us with that um and and give us sort of hopes and dreams that we can make this bigger and better and more awesome as we move forward so thank you for that uh don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye <laughs>